The reviews are in, and we're going to tell you what they are. He's Todd Vandenberg. I'm Rob Steele. And yes, that's right. Two shows in, what, four days? Because we're rearranging a bit. This is going to be our new day. Because uh, we've been watching a lot of Kofi Kingston matches. (laughs) No, wait, that's raw. Actually, it's also a lie. I haven't watched wrestling in months. Um, I haven't either. It's a scheduling thing. And you know what? You like to watch movies during the week, and this way, if a movie comes out on Friday, we can watch it sometime over the weekend and tell you about it on Monday, so you can watch it on the second weekend, unlike all the people who watched Black Widow, because they all went, screw it, I can watch that at home. Exactly. And uh, it seems that they might be doing that with uh, the next Disney movie, Jungle Cruise, starring The Rock, and I've forgotten what her name is. Emily Blunt, how can you forget Emily Blunt, the queen of the badasses? There's four women. (laughs) I mean, absolutely no offense to any of them. Whenever I see them, I go, ah, crap, which one is that? Which one is that? Okay, who are the other? Well, you won't know who the other four are. Not off the top of my head. It's like Mark Wahlberg and... uh, and, Emily Blunt? No, they don't remind me. Mark Wahlberg and Emily Blunt. They, they, They were just cloned. They're not interchangeable at all. Anyway... Yeah, moving on from my inability. I need new glasses. That's what my that's what my problem is. I'm working on it. Working on it. Um, So anyway, yeah, Jingle Cruise opened this past weekend with thirty four point two million dollars of. Wow, that's kind of a crappy box office opening. But hey, there's covid. So I understand it. Um, And they added another 30 million on Disney Plus. Which Which I'm sure. Yeah, if you listen to our last show when we talked about Black Widow, that's easily a lot more tickets. Probably another thirty million in tickets they would have had if they hadn't done the Disney Plus yes. lease deal. So because hey, everybody, come over to my house and we'll spend thirty bucks on this movie instead of thirty bucks per house to go see this movie. Yeah, and my I TV can is be- bigger, and I have a pause button. So for so when you know everyone you needs know. to go pee halfway through, yeah, we can pause. It'll be really interesting to see what the second week box office is for Jungle Cruise because I, I it's going to tank. I would be shocked if it was a yeah. tank because Black Widow's. You know. uh, if I'm reading this correctly, the second weekend of Black Widow, you are. Uh, did what six point five? Yep. That's not good. Yeah, I mean that, that's better than New Mutants made during its entire run, but that's not saying <laughs> much. Yeah, um, New Mutants is not a good movie. It's not a terrible movie, shockingly, but it's not a good movie. Which, considering they had like eighteen tries to make it, it still should have been better. But anyway, yeah, we'll 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 see what happens with the box office for Jungle Cruise. Our our mutual friend Lee, hi Lee. Uh, saw it this weekend with 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 Donna. Hi, Donna. And they really you enjoyed it. So, Pre pro. Hi, Ted. <laughs> said it was a lot of fun. Uh, you know, it's it's a rock movie. It's entertaining, as as Lee said. Hi, Lee. Uh, and I have yet to see a film with The Rock that isn't entertaining. He's they're always fun. I haven't seen every film I'm, he's done. I was going to say I, you haven't seen Tooth Fairy, have you? No, I haven't seen Tooth Fairy because. I'm not going to go that far. However, I'm just saying everyone I've seen, including Skyscraper, which is not really a good film, but it was entertaining. The, the Rock is just, he's an entertain. He is, he is yet to match 
any random promo that he ever did in WWE on screen. I mean, he's a fun actor, but he, he has yet to match some of the stuff he's done just basically as his super exaggerated self when he did his promos. When he does that, I'm, I'm all in. Oh, absolutely. Because he, he was, I'm going to say he was probably the best wrestler on the mic. I'm not going to say best wrestler. Hard. I'm trying to think of somebody on the mic who, who was he's, better than him. He's absolutely top five all time. I mean, you got absolutely. Dusty Dusty Rhodes, you got Ric Flair. Uh, I don't know really put Stone Cold I'll, right I'll be honest, at that point. I, Flair never did much for me. But, when, you know. Flair, Flair did it for me later in his career, even more than he did early on. But anyway, this isn't this isn't guess, the wrestling guess, show. Hey, we have a wrestling show. We don't have a wrestling show anymore. <laughs> oh, let's see. What else did we have this week? Since the uh, if you since the last show, look at all this news that happened over a weekend. I'm kidding. Uh, there was a new trailer for Venom 2, Let yeah. There Be Carnage. And you know what? This one looked a little better than the last one, and yet still looks very... Eh. Yeah, you know, I think it'll be, I'm hoping, let me put it that way, it'll be fun. I mean, Venom, it still blows my mind that Venom did as well as it did at the box office, which basically tells me two things. People love the character, as they should. Tells me three things. I feel like I'm in the Spanish Inquisition. People love Tom Hardy. Yeah. And even if you just do a decent version of Venom, it's so much better than what Sony did previously with Venom. So people were relieved. It's like, oh, okay, this it's, is recognizable as the character and actually did something with him. It is, but I think to me, and I'll admit, I have not kept up with Venom in the books. Um, but I did. I never thought of him as that much of a comedic character, but boy, are they making him comedic in this. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, he's turned into an anti-hero, and he's in, I don't remember now if he's in Secret Avengers or Dark Avengers or what the hell he's I in. somehow he's with the Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, that's right. He is with the Guardians also. Yeah, he's he's jumped around because that's what they do with popular characters. That's I'm what, sure he'll be an X-Man or a member of the Fantastic 17 or whatever <laughs> number they're up to now. They'll get there. They'll get there. It's it's weird. I mean, he he's he's not a recent character either. He, no. uh, but I do have the book he first appeared in, even though no one knew it was him yet. <laughs> That's right. Nobody did know. No, no was, one. Knew. He. They just thought he was Spider Man needed a new costume while he was on an alien planet, found a machine, and it spit out Venom. And he went, "Cool, a black costume." And it wasn't for like another two years until Venom went. I'm uh, my own thing. Yeah. By the way, there is a little bit of news. Oh, uh, we, we, we talk a lot about remakes, and typically they remake the wrong movies. You know, they remake, yes. they, make, they remake really good films. It's like, no, just don't remake Robocop. Just put it out of the theater again, at, for one example. Out of They're remaking Clue, which doesn't. I think is, I, I don't care if Ryan Reynolds <laughs> is doing it. That's a bad idea. That's a bad idea. But here's a good idea, I think. They're remaking, or they're potentially, they're shopping, I'll just put it this way. They're shopping Cowboys and Aliens. I think that's a great idea, because that was a huge missed opportunity. It's it's yeah. kind of fun, but considering who was involved with it, that was a disaster. It should John, have been better. 
John Favreau, I mean, come on. It's like, it should have been a fantastic movie. Harrison Ford, Daniel Craig, not, it should have been fantastic. And instead, it's like, yeah, okay. There's a movie. Yeah, I mean, and, and it's not that it's bad. It's just like, it's just completely yeah. mediocre. That is the kind of movie you remake when you miss the mark the first time. And you've got a really good concept. So I'm really happy to, to, to see that. The rights actually passed back to the guy who created the book. When the hell does that happen? That shows you how little interest the studio had. And they didn't bother to try to keep it going because it bombed. Yeah, I've seen a number of cases where uh, I think they made the movie because they were going to lose the rights. So once they make the movie, they get to retain the rights, which is why we get the 1994 Harvey Corman Fantastic Four movie. That's right. I said Harvey Corman. (laughs) <laughs> because that that movie is it's yeah. not Roger Corman. Don't tell me Roger Corman made that. That was Harvey Corman. That movie was <laughs> it, it really is one of those that's so bad it is hilarious. It's it's so bad that it actually makes the ones that you know of look good by comparison. And that takes a lot because those movies suck. They, they they do. Uh you can act for many years you could not find the nineteen ninety four Fantastic Four movie. Um, unless you had yeah. like a bootleg VHS because it was never released. They made it to keep the rights. Uh, but now it's on YouTube. <laughs> and uh, there's and a it's... very quick review. I'm going to pass that along. Go ahead and watch it because, oh, my God. Yeah, have fun. It, I, my, my, one of my favorite characters, I don't think this guy had a name. Um, but he was one of Dr. Doom's henchmen who wore his toupee sideways. Because he thought it looked cooler, I guess. I don't know. You'll, you'll, if you watch the movie, you'll notice him and go, "Oh, put that on the wrong way." That's, that's sad. But uh, you know, let's say I, I've got no more news. You got more news? I have no more news. I got reviews. Like you said, a, we all have reviews. But yeah, so just to start off, a movie neither one of us saw. But Uh-oh. we said Jungle Cruise was fun, so watch Jungle Cruise somehow. And, and the Fantastic Four movie. See, we're, we're doing <laughs> – we're going to have six reviews in this show since our last show four days ago. Um, and actually, it's even going to be more than that. I'm going to recommend a series, Ooh. but not really for watching purposes, more for meditative purposes. This is kind of weird. There was a series of films called Anna Music. It was not released theatrically. It was released mainly on DVD. I don't know that it was ever aired on TV either, except in clip form. And it's a series of computer-generated music videos that are really kind of psychedelic and trippy in places. Um... I'm trying to figure out how to explain these. Each song has its own person who created the video. And some of them are, some of them have instruments that play themselves. So you you basically have a guitar with arms and it's plucking itself. I said that the right way. Um, Yes, you did. (laughs) My favorite one of these and... It's in at least the first two. Uh, Looking up today, I found out that apparently there's four of these. I have not seen three and four, but I'm recommending one and two. If nothing else, for this one section that has what looks like um, 
string instruments and drums just lying around a room next to pipes. When the song starts, balls shoot out of the pipes and land on a string or a drum. And they end up playing a song, and it's beautiful and trippy and fun to watch. And you don't even actually need to watch it to get the music out of it, because the music is also really good, I think. It's not it's not top 40 pop or anything, but so it's, it's not, stuff it's you can just kind of sit boys? back and relax to. I thought this was going to be Pet Shop Boys. It is not the Pet Shop Boys. I, <laughs> not until next year when I watch that again and go, nope, still don't know what the hell this is. Um, but these came out, they started coming out in 2001. Uh, they are still available on DVD. I have not found a place to stream them uh, except YouTube. They're on YouTube. I, th- I don't know that they're on there in its entirety, but you can get the clips. And I'm going to recommend just you know watching a couple of these because you'll go, the, the, the computer-generated graphics are a bit dated. Duh, it's 20 years old. Yeah, really. At the same time, they don't need to be that good because they're instruments that are playing themselves. Right. You know, it, 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 it doesn't need to be, oh, look how realistic it is. It's a guitar with arms. It's not realistic. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the, the way these are done, it's very nice. It's very fun. It's very trippy. At least Anna Music's one and two, and they're not even that long. I think they're like an, maybe an hour each. So, you know, so, something to listen to while you're cleaning the house and then every so often look at the TV and go, ooh, that's pretty. Cool. It can be a fun thing. That is a fun thing. You saw something in a the theater this week. Was it fun? I saw two things in the theater this week. I'm not sure if I would say either of them were fun, but speaking of beautiful and trippy, uh, The Green Knight, definitely beautiful, definitely trippy. This is based on the 14th century, I believe, tale of Sir Gawain, or Garen, as they call him uh, in this film, and The Green Knight. So this is a a romance of chivalry, of of honor and duty and all that other good stuff. And, and it's basically, so spoiler alert, again, this is a spoiler alert for a story which is... 600 years old? 600 years old, so yeah. So Gawain is a nephew of Arthur. can't remember for sure now if he's a nephew or a son of Arthur. Anyway... As in King Arthur. I think he's his nephew. I think he's pretty sure he's a nephew. So, and but he is not a knight yet. He's at the round table. Which in this case, is actually kind of a big open semicircle, which is interesting. But it makes more sense because that would. They haven't built the other half of the table yet. It's why, for the sequel. Why have that big empty space in the middle? I mean, it's just this this big arch, which would it looks very cool. Russell so, McDonald's. A knight shows up to challenge them, and apparently there was a game back then, a challenge game, where you could take your best shot at somebody, and a year later, you won't go travel to them, and they get to take their best shot at you. Well, no one is going to challenge the Green Knight, because he's about nine feet tall, and he's basically kind of a tree man. Like, basically, as in he is a tree man. 
but he is still wearing armor and all the other happy stuff. He is armored Groot. And has, basically, but it can say more things than I am Groot. Right. And he has a huge axe with him. And knowing that if you don't kill him, he's going to use that axe on you in a year. So no one takes him up on that. And Arthur, who's getting on in age at this point, says, well, okay, no one will step up to the challenge. I'll do it. And then Gawain says, no, 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 let me. Again, he's probably like 20 or something. He's a young dude. He's played by Dev Patel, who is a terrific actor, and he's awesome in this. So Patel goes up, takes his one shot at the night, chops his head clean off his body. And again, this is a 600-year-old story, so if you think that's a spoiler, sorry. You know, do your do your required reading in high school. Uh, problem <laughs> is, the Green Knight just kind of keeps talking from his head that's down there on the floor, bends down, picks up his head, doesn't even bother putting it back on his neck. He just talks as a, ha, 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 I'll see you in a year. Cool. And he leaves the he leaves the uh, axe because he dropped the axe when Gawain beheaded him and takes off. So now Gawain knows that he has to go face this gigantic, unkillable knight in a year. So he's getting ready for this and he has a few little adventures and he has some little interesting romantic interplay going on. And then he goes off on, on his quest. So this is the story of his quest to even get to the Green Knight. And interesting things happen. He gets attacked and he fights back and he meets other another knight on another castle and spends some time with them. And it's again, it's about all the challenges of being true to what a knight is supposed to be. And then finally he gets to the Green Knight and faces off with him. It gets very trippy in a few segments, like 2001 level trippy, like Mandy, if you've seen Mandy with Nick Cage level trippy, just like, what the hell is going on? Not like you don't understand what's going on, but it's like, you don't expect this kind of cinematography in a 600 year old story. You know, it doesn't play like you expect this is so different from any of the medieval things you've ever seen it's very very weird and wacky and and frankly crazy uh and i'm not even going to say what happens at the end because again 600 year old story but whatever they did take a few liberties with the story and, and that's okay because it works well for the film really well for the film uh I love this movie. I can totally understand that a lot of people will go see this film and they'll say, what the hell are you thinking? This thing was garbage. I get that. Wouldn't surprise me at all. Uh, I will say, I'll say a lot of other things too, but uh, this is from David Lowry. He's the writer and director of this film. He's done a couple films that, like, I didn't even bother watching the remake of Pete's Dragon, because speaking of remakes, why are you doing that? And apparently I Pete's Dragon was don't. was awful, right? Yeah. He, he did a ghost story, which a lot of people loved, which I thought was horrifically boring and endless. <laughs> and endless. I absolutely hated it, and I'm definitely in the minority of that. He did The Old Man and the Gun, which I really, really enjoyed. Uh, and that's basically Robert Redford as, as a guy in his you know, in his like late seventies, and he used to be a bank robber, and he decides I'm going to go rob a bank, and really good film. And Redford is, is terrific in it because he's freaking Robert Redford. But this film has long, quiet, 
I was going to say moments, but long, quiet minutes like a ghost story did. That's not why I don't like a ghost story. I just think it it, it could have made its point in 10 minutes and just be done with it. But this movie I just is, is fantastic. It's about the growth of the character and how he faces the challenge of doing what a knight is supposed to do, even though there are a lot of really tricksy obstacles put in his path. Again, it's absolutely beautiful. Um, there's just some odd segments, like he comes across a race of giants who are just randomly walking off someplace, has a brief conversation with the giants. I mean, giants, like, they're probably like about 120 feet tall. And you're wondering, oh, okay, what's going to happen here? And then you'll find out what happens there. But terrific, terrific film. Really loved it. Definitely not for everybody. Uh, I would say if you like the ghost story, you'll love this film. Uh, if you didn't like a ghost story, there's a good chance you'll still love the film because I don't like a ghost story at all. And I thought this was an absolutely great film. <laughs> uh, but just the fact that he did something so different and went far away from the from the formula of what we always see with these kinds of films is brilliant. And yet, absolutely tells the story honestly, and it yeah, matches that 600-year-old tale. So really liked, really liked The Green Knight. And Dev Patel is like off the charts great. You know, that old stories, uh, I think sometimes the, the older stories are better. Some of the new stuff that they're coming out with, I don't care for as much, mm-hmm. which is why I'm taking taking my youngest child, as I mentioned a couple of shows ago, and showing her some old stuff. Yeah. The stuff that I grew up with. This week, no exception. Because I can't do it next week because her school starts on Thursday. Holy yeah. cow. Already? It's August. What? Yeah. I don't know. Sad. Weird. So this week I said, what am I going to show her? I think I'll go back to 1986, which was a good year for Rush albums. Um. Anyway, took her back to uh, back in time a bit to watch The Golden Child. Ah. Uh. Which is her first Eddie Murphy movie where Eddie Murphy's actually in it because Shrek doesn't count. Correct. Um, she Actually, she did, she did at some point go, why does he sound like Donkey? I said, that is Donkey. Oh. <laughs> That's awesome. It was a thing. Yeah. Um, anyway, if, if for some reason you have not seen The Golden Child, it's basically about uh, Eddie Murphy's character, Chandler Jarrell, who is a private detective who looks for missing children and gets swept up in a uh, a Chinese culture war, basically, to get back the golden child, who's supposed to fulfill a prophecy. And yeah, the golden child was kidnapped, and the golden child does have, um, what, telepathic and telekinetic abilities. Uh, who was he kidnapped by? Oh, that would be a demon. Really? Okay. Um, who has a... There's one scene where we get a, a an incredible demon voice. I love the sound effect. I keep forgetting to look up who it is. Now I've made a note. I'll get back to you. This was actually, I think, one of the better Eddie Murphy movies. It's not really brought up as much as you know Beverly Hills Cop or any of his stand-up stuff. But I think this one was, was actually really good because it it does have his humor in it. But at no point in this movie, at least that I, not that I saw, 
did it go too far? Because I think in some of his movies, you, you get his uh, get his humor and it goes a little bit farther than it needs to. To yeah. you know, here's the punchline. I'm going to beat you over the head with it. Yeah, I, we, we don't need that. I got it. The joke ended 10 minutes ago. Let's go on to the next scene, please. Agreed. But th- this movie did not do that. And it did. Actually, it had a pretty good cast to it, too. I forgot that uh, Charles Victor Wong and James Hong are both in it. Um, Charlotte Lewis had, had played. I honestly thought until uh, just a couple of years ago that it was Kelly who. And it's not. It's Charlotte Lewis. Silly me. And for me, that's high praise because I think Kelly Hu is awesome. Agreed. Uh, I'm going to tweet her after the show and say, I mentioned you and said, you're awesome. Will you pass along our <laughs> show to somebody? Because I can. Um, yeah, th- this was a, a a really good, it was a fun movie. I'm not entirely sure that it would be completely family friendly. So, you know, don't bring out your second graders or anything. Because yes. there are a few bits of it that are kind of, it's, it's family, family friendly to like a PG thirteen level, right? So, which, but, uh, which, conveniently which is, is what it was rated. Much, much more family friendly than like Beverly Hills Cop, though. Or uh, what? Were, what was the stand up movie at Raw? Yeah, a little more family friendly than that. I really, I'm glad you talked about this because I don't think we've ever talked about the Golden Child. I think the Golden Child is criminally underrated. I think it's a very, very funny movie. And I don't, I don't think it gets, and has really good action. I don't think it gets nearly the acclaim it does. And Charles Dance is awesome in this film, like crazy good in this film. He's such a good, such a good villain. And Eddie Murphy, uh, he's kind of Eddie Murphy, but he's also the character, which is nice to see too. I, I will point this out though, because I made a tactical error. If you find someone that you want to date and you think, oh, I think we'll, you know, we'll stay home and watch an Eddie Murphy thing. Or for some reason it comes back to theater for God's sake, do not watch raw on a date. Well, depends what she's like, but she's going to be pretty trippy if she wants to watch raw. Um, uh, that, 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 that date did not go well. Meanwhile, back at the golden child, probably, probably the person you want to date is the person who likes raw. But anyway, yes, back to the golden child. Yeah. That, I, <laughs> I think it was a great movie. I'm highly recommending it. Um, it is on Prime Video and included with Prime. So uh, there you go. Kind of. And, and 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 not that I'm going to give a review of it, but a nice companion piece is another criminally underrated action comedy, The Last Action Hero. Really like The Last Action Hero with with Arnie and just people just didn't get it. And again, has a great villain. Tom Tom Noonan plays the villain, and it's just an excellent, excellent film. And sadly, just doesn't get the the respect it should. So, but yeah, Golden Child is super fun. Kind of scary for like little kids, but good stuff. Very good stuff. So, yeah, Golden Child. And you had you you saw something else in a the theater this week. I saw back to back films in the theater, and and yes, and and. By the way, I uh, live in Palm Beach County, and Florida is leading the nation now in outbreaks of that nasty virus that won't go away because people are silly. Uh, so I go to the matinees because they're less crowded, and there were six people in the first film. And when I went to see Stillwater, there were seven people in the theater. So 
not, not too concerned about that. A- able to separate, that's a good thing. Yes, exactly, and which is one of the good things about Regal and a lot of theaters now is like you, they're all reserved seats, so if you wait a while to book it, you can make sure you sit far away from somebody. And of course, if someone's an idiot and gets a ticket right next to you, it's like, well, you can just move. So anyway, I did see Stillwater, which it's it's gotten a couple of, gotten some buzz for a couple things outside of the film itself. Uh, so Stillwater story is a, just an average American guy. His daughter has been convicted of murder and she's rotting in jail in Marseille, and he goes to see her uh, on occasion. They have a very strained relationship. And she asks, begs him to take the case back to the prosecutor because, you know, she says, well, have they looked at this? Have they looked at that? And he does that, and they will kind of blow him off, so he decides to investigate it. Uh, this is not Perry Mason. This is, He's just a dude. So he's not the most adept at it, but but he managed to do some things. And the movie takes some interesting twists and turns. So it is kind of a mild thriller. It's something of a mystery. Mainly, it's a character study. Uh, Matt Damon, terrific, plays the dad. Uh, The two things outside of the world of the film itself that have come up, uh, and Matt Damon kind of touched this off to some extent because he did an interview where he talked about he did a lot of research because apparently the character is like a Trump fan. So he like did a lot of research to kind of get into that character. I don't really know why, because it comes up once in the film. Someone <laughs> asked him if he voted for Trump. He says, no. He said, but I couldn't because I got a record and can't vote. That's it. Now, understanding how his character acts and some of the viewpoints that come across is like, yeah, you can see where he's a, 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 would be a Trump supporter, but it has nothing to do with the film, like nothing to do with the film. I can understand why he did it because that's who the character is. So of course he wants to fit the character as well as he can. And, but if you're a Trump supporter, don't go see the movie thinking, ah, this is great. This is going to be the MAGA. It has nothing to do with MAGA. And if you hate Trump, don't avoid the film thinking, oh, this is going to change. No, it doesn't. It's <laughs> such a side topic. It's almost, it's a blip. So it has nothing to do with it. The other thing is that Amanda Knox, because this is very loosely based on the case of Amanda Knox, who is a young American who was convicted of murder, although in this case it was Italy, and eventually evidence came, came out and... She was released and came home to a hero's welcome. Well, there's some differences, more than the fact that Amanda Knox was in Italy and this character is in France. It's like, for one thing, Amanda Knox's dad didn't go to France and try to solve the case himself. I mean, this is so loosely based. I'm pretty sure Amanda Knox is not the only American who's ever been convicted of murder in a foreign country. Like, yeah. I'm going to say no. Yeah, so uh, that, that, that is just stupid. So ignore that part of it because that's just ridiculous. What this is, is again, a great character study of Matt Damon's character. He plays Bill. Abigail Breslin play, plays the daughter, Allison, and her character becomes more and more important as the film goes on, which you would hope because it's about she's the one that's in prison. And Bill develops a relationship with 
and I just mean a relationship with a, a local who helps helps him interpret and and her young daughter played by Lulu Siavada is as close as I'm going to get plays the young daughter Maya that girl is a terrific actress she may do the best job in, in this film and Matt Damon is awesome and Abigail Breslin is awesome and Camille Cotten as Virginie is awesome but the kid the, the kid who's like maybe 9 or 10 she's like what the heck this kid is terrific She's a kid who acts like a kid, which I really enjoy seeing in films as opposed to, oh, look, they dumped a 30-year-old personality and this, like, six-year-old is like, no, don't do that because that's not what kids are like. So, But, again, it's an interesting mystery. It's an interesting thriller. But those are almost kind of like the MacGuffin of the drama of the family relationship and and the relationships that Bill builds with the people there in, in France. So highly recommend it. This is much more of a of a typical structure film than The Green Knight. So you're much less likely to you're not gonna watch this film and say, what the hell's going on? You may not like it, but you won't go as like, hmm, I don't understand what's going on here. Where that might happen with the, with the Green Knight. But I really enjoyed Stillwater. And again, the whole the whole side issue of Trump is like practically non-existent i mean it's mentioned once and yeah a couple of his attitudes may may kind of fit with that but he's he's not like a rabid maga fan so if you feel that's a problem it isn't so here's a user review if this story is not meant to parrot a real person's life tragedy, then it needs to disclaim it as such. Real person's lives were ruined forever. Shame on you for not even advising the real people that they're... <laughs> yeah. A woman is accused and convicted of murder. That's never happened before in the history of mankind, so clearly it's based on Amanda Knox. It's like, what? If this is a different show, I would say exactly what I feel about that statement. That's ridiculous. Well, so... I mean- I should go ahead and tell you that I am in the process of uh, rounding up a legal team to sue Peter Jackson because <laughs> I once was given a small ring to throw in a fiery mountain. Were you? And I mean, that, that whole it? movie, with the, the, the whole Lord of the Rings thing, it, it was about me. Um, <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. Yeah. I, ah, Jesus. Um, anyway, Stillwater. Definitely. Go see Stillwater. Very good film. Uh, of the two, though, Green Knight. Green Knight is, might be the might be the best film done regarding the Arthurian legend. And there have been a crap load of movies. Absolutely. So, yeah. It's, it's just, it's very out there, very trippy, and I like the fact that he tried to do something different, like, which I guess I should give him credit for a ghost story, because he sure as hell tried to do something different than that one, too, but it didn't really work for me. But, The Green Knight, excellent. Stillwater, very, very good. So basically, what we're saying is we've got six movies here, and if you're going to go to a movie theater, one, wear a mask. Two, try to do a matinee when there's no what nobody else there, because we want you to stay safe and away from the COVID crap. Otherwise, yeah. we've got what 
17 other movies we reviewed in this show. <laughs> just <laughs> about, yeah. Popping up. Um, so, and all of them, you can watch it home. So if you're going out, wear a mask. If not, stay home and watch a movie. Captain, we're losing power in the warp engines. I think we should be leaving now. I'm going to go home and sleep with my wife. Uh, and on that unusually harmonious bombshell, it is time to end. I am very disappointed. Man, we have a weird job. It's shameful, but uh, eh, it's a living. And like that, he's gone. Dorn, that's the end.